What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Times Up Outdoors podcast. This is episode 35, I believe. And this is part one of a multi-part series where we are going to individually dive into each of our 2022 deer seasons. Rather than do it all in one podcast, we're going to break it up. And it's not just going to be the four of us. We're going to hear from Steve and Tyler, who you've seen on our episodes last year, and maybe a few bonus uh, hunters as well. Uh, Tonight, I sat down with Hunter and got his side of the 2022 deer season and his wife's as well. Um, As always, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Easy Cut Products and Tethered. Both of those companies are companies that we've been using their products for many years. And uh, you can save some money with Easy Cut. Uh, Use our code. I believe it's TU20-OFF. We do not have a code for Tethered, despite what Nico said on our last uh, episode. Our code is only for us. Um, But we highly recommend both products. Go on TetherNation.com. Check out their products. They got a new saddle that just came out. Um, Their sticks are incredible. Uh, Easy Cut. Man, I don't. I honestly don't leave. I don't go into the woods without those things. My Easy Cut printers and my uh, wow saw. So check those things out. And if you are enjoying our podcast, make sure you like it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Share it on Instagram. Tag us when you share it so we can reshare your tag and your posts. Um, and uh, just tell your friends about us. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Little sisters and brothers and stuff. Hope you enjoy the show. See ya. My cat's very intrigued. All right, we are we are currently live and recording. That's probably not good. <laughs> you hear my fucking stupid cat? He's first into the camera. I can see him. Um, so we uh we decided to do a little things a little bit different than we all always do last year. A uh, year before, we always did like a end of the deer season podcast where we'd all sit there and tell our deer season like perspectives uh, in one episode, and it, it ended up being you know way too long of a of a podcast of of all of us just rambling on. Basically, I felt like I felt like those stories kind of got molded together because we were all telling them in the same you know, session. So I, I kind of wanted to separate everybody. So we're starting with, with Hunter and what we're going to do in this series, we're just going to go through, uh, each guy, me, Hunter, Nico, John, probably get Steve and Tyler on here, not Steve and Tyler, but Steve and Tyler. Um, I don't know why I always say their names together like that, but we'll just go through, just talk about how our season went, uh, the ups and downs, our successes, our failures, what we did, what we want to do different, um, gear we used, um, gear we're excited about using, shit like that. So just a 2022 deer hunting breakdown. John's texting me. Uh, he's probably so worried. He don't give a shit. Yeah, he does. It's probably what it's about. I said No, I texted him and I asked him if, uh, if I could record this through Discord and he said no. <laughs> I hate, I'm texting him back, I hate you. <laughs> He's going to call me and I'm not going to answer the phone. <laughs> no, I'll answer it so he can listen. <laughs> um, we also did a little thing today. We posted, uh, we wanted, people really didn't understand the assignment today. I, I wanted questions from our listeners about deer, our deer season. We did get a few, but man, a lot of the questions were like just random, random. generic, like... Uh, What's your favorite deer recipe or <laughs> whatever? So, oh, well, I mean, I guess that's kind of deer related, but not yeah. really the deer skin. Yeah, it'll work. It'll work. All right. So, yeah. so let's get into it, man. So, uh, how was your 2022 season? Yeah. Well, for what it was, it was actually pretty good as far as the fact that I think I hunted maybe, I sat in a tree stand maybe eight times. And I myself tagged out, and my wife tagged out, and she said last than I did. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I probably scouted more 
evening summertime, you know, velvet scouting than I ever have for my truck. I got a sweet spotting scope with the phone, you know, the phone thing on it. So you can see right through that, take some videos and pictures, which is cool. I learned a lot as far as like just how many bucks are on that property in the summer and then how many bucks disappear come fall, which happens every year. But I just never realized that there was, I mean, at times there was 30 bucks in the field and that's no exaggeration. I mean, it was ridiculous. There was probably three deer pushing 140 and I ended up only getting pictures of one of them. That was the one that was probably pushing 140 and he's a five and a half year old eight point. Um, I got three years of pictures of him. I saw him come season. I saw him six times. I think we saw him totally. Um, let's see. Yeah. saw him. I don't know if he's still alive or dead. I got to talk to the neighbor, but leading up to that, even there was a seven point that I had on camera for three years as well. And he was at least five and a half. I mean, the deer was the biggest, if not older. I mean, he was a giant deer body and I had him, he was truly patterned. On October 1st, I was expecting to kill him, and the weather was perfect for it. The wind was good, and I didn't see him on the 1st. I saw every buck but him that he hung out with on this end of the property. He was the only buck that was mature on that end of the property. Saw him on camera every day before the opener. Had him the night of, you know, like in the middle of the night on the opener, and I didn't hunt the morning there anyways. That evening, never saw him, and I said, I bet he's dead. And I bet somebody killed him. And lo and behold, that morning, he didn't make it over to, he must have betted across the street. I, why he was over there, I don't know. It's just open grassland and some trees, and the guys that hunt it have to walk through where he beds. So it's crazy to me, unless he was even further than that. But he got killed. They killed him. And, you know, good for them. A couple old-timers that had this little 20-acre beast, and they killed it. I mean, that deer was probably 120 old seven point. He was just super old. He was sweet. And uh, so, yeah, moving on from that, that night in the opener, we saw probably five different shooters. Um, none of them came close enough to either my wife and I. And going on from there, I didn't hunt again. I think I hunted the fourth videotaped that giant eight and a big nine. And they were one big nine is probably high 130s, if not 140. And the big eight was probably pushing 140 inch eight point. Um, yeah, moving on from there, hunted a few times in the evenings because I was building a house. That's why I didn't hunt as much. I guess I should say that I was building a house, built my house, <laughs> so I hardly hunted. Um, but October 29th came around. We hunted, my wife and I hunted, and I was going to take the saddle in and set up, but every leaf decided to fall down that day. So it was so loud. I was just screw it. I'll go to one of the tree stands I got, and it was a little closer than I would have wanted to be to where Autumn was sitting. She was in our new elevated blind that I got, and she was sitting in that. And by the time I didn't even make it to my tree stand when I saw our number four buck, and he bedded down with a smaller buck underneath my tree stand that I was going to, and I was probably fifty yards from him for twenty minutes before they finally got up and walked away. And so I walked and sat in my tree stand. By the time I got up, I didn't even have my camera arm. Autumn said she already had two small bucks walk by her. Jeez. I can kind of see where she was at. So I was like, okay, obviously there's some hot dough in the area. Well, by the time I get the camera set up and just finish my interview, I just shut the camera off. I hear, boom, and I look where she, and I could hear it. It was 100%. That was an arrow hitting a deer. And I look, <laughs> and it's a, there's a nice two-and-a-half-year-old deer with a freaking arrow sticking out of it. And perfect shot and I was like holy shit she just shot a deer <laughs> we watched it run it was bleeding good but the arrow didn't look like it went in too far so we were nervous but I mean it was perfect left and right up and down was perfect right behind the shoulder mid body I mean it was perfect yeah so we watched it go and it crossed the ditch and and we lost sight of it but it kind of stopped and was panting real hard you could see it was really trying to struggle to breathe so we were excited but at the same time really nervous because I I don't know if she got enough penetration. It was like, I think she said it was like a high 30 yard shot. Yeah. And uh, she's not pulling back a crazy amount, but I mean, she smoked it. It was sweet. That same night, I think we ended up seeing probably 14 different bucks, three shooters. And I actually shot a buck that 
I don't regret by any means, but I passed him like the second day of season, I think. And I saw him on show camera and I'm looking at him right now. He's hanging up on my wall. But, uh, let's see, let's see him. He came in underneath me at, huh? Turn the camera on. Let's see him. Hold on. Hold on. There. <laughs> there you go. He's. <laughs> that that room's looking good. <laughs> oh, it's it's sweet. But uh, so he ended up scoring just at a hundred inches. Um, mine did, and I, I mean I couldn't pass him. He came underneath me. Was it made a scrape at two yards? He was so close that when I went to turn my feet, my foot hit the tree. That I'm in like a cluster of maples, and my foot barely tapped the tree. Like the slightest little, and he took about a two yard bound, and I double lunged him. He ran maybe thirty yards and died. We found Autumn's deer maybe 50 yards from where we last saw it. He double lunged it, but it like the arrow went through the one lung and then stopped in the other lung, so it didn't pass through or nothing. The arrow actually okay. never came out of the deer, no which shit. is probably which was great because it just tore it up. Right, it didn't bleed like crazy, but we followed blood the whole way. That deer was sweet, two and a half year old. It was her first ever bow buck, which was awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, um, that was a nice two and a half year old deer. I think it was a seven point. I think. So that was sweet. Well, then November, I don't, I don't, I didn't hunt again until November 14th, day before gun opener. I sat in the morning, saw some deer, saw our number three shooter, real wide eight point that we called dump truck. We had pictures of him for two years. And that evening I ended up sitting where I shot the same buck and I missed him. He came in to like 40 yards wouldn't come any closer there was other bucks in the field behind me i grunted him in he was doing his thing made a bunch of scrapes and i don't know what i did but when i settled that pin and let the you know i let the release go as soon as i shot it was like that's going low and, I, and it did it went right underneath him he had no idea he ran 10 yards made another rub and then continued on his way i was devastated super bummed thinking to myself well of course go figure he's at 40 yards and i miss him with my bow Tomorrow's gun opener, and I could have shot him a hundred times with the gun. Okay. Well, opening day gun season comes around, and it's snowing like mad. Didn't see a single deer in the morning. I only heard a couple gunshots from the neighboring property, which makes me think one of those big bucks probably got killed. But it's just me probably being nervous about deer that I can't control. But that night, I worked on the house a little bit. That night, I went out, and I just sat against the tree. Had the wind blowing right in my face. It was cold as hell. Snowing its ass off. And I can see where these deer will come from the neighboring property into this bean field. And I had a pile of does come out, one small buck. And as I'm sitting there looking at these deer, I was like, oh, that deer looks different. And it lifts its head up. Sure shit, it's the buck I missed the night before. Real wide eight point, the one that we called Dump Truck. The Autumn named him, I should say. <laughs> named him Dump Truck. He's just got a just over 18 inch inside spread and at just probably right at 200 yards. I shot him with a mug loader Hit him perfect. He ran about 20 yards and piled up. It was sweet. I mean, it was, I couldn't believe it worked out the way it did. Um, the fact that he showed up, I mean, and I got lucky cause soon as I was, I had him in the crosshairs and the neighbor shot four times in a row, maybe a hundred yards from him in the, I mean, somewhere in the woods and they were all nervous and, I, had, I knew I had to let it fly. At 200 yards, I was a bit nervous. I got the nice BDC reticle scope on my muzzleloader, but, you know, shooting at 200 yards with the muzzleloader, shooting at 200 yards with any gun, you just got right. to be confident. Yeah, right. So, yeah, that deer was sweet. Um, he was a nice four-and-a-half-year-old eight-point. I think he was right around just over 118 and some change. Nice. Um, yeah, and then that capped off my season. I uh, don't think I shot any more deer after that. Um yeah, no, that was that was pretty much my season, and uh, a couple things I wish I could have done different was sit more, but there was just some things that mainly if I could have sat more, I think we would have killed a different, you know, we, Otto and I would have killed one of those bigger bucks because right. I had multiple daylight photos of the one deer that we called uh, Watchtower because his D2 was probably four kilometers long. Right. I mean, I think I remember deer. seeing pictures of him. Yeah, big split brow, and, I mean, it was absolutely wicked. He, that deer was sweet. I've never had – I think I had pictures of him two years ago as a two-and-a-half-year-old, and he was definitely at least four-and-a-half this year. At eight point, seeing him – we have some really good footage of full-close deer, that the nine-point 
and then that eight point from your from your scope or your uh, from um i got some i have pictures of both of them really good velvet pictures of both of them but no when we hunted i had a buddy come with me on the second or maybe it was the fourth october 4th and he sat with me and he killed he killed a buck on the opening morning he killed a stud like i think just over 140 on the neighboring piece that we all hunt together and uh so that was sweet. It was good for him, but he came and filmed me, and we saw both of those bucks that night. They came out in the same spot every night for a week straight, but there was one tree that I could get into, but I needed an, I needed any sort of east wind. North, <laughs> east, south, east, but like... When you need an east wind, they're never there. Exactly, and we had <laughs> west wind every single day. I mean, like, every day. Most of the so, time, no one would ever complain about that. Right. Well, actually, let me. I should. I gotta switch that. That's what I needed was a west wind. And oh, we had. I was gonna say your brother. Your brother won't even go out with an east wind. Yeah. So all <laughs> we had was east winds, and I needed a west wind. Which uh-huh. is like, it should, it's always that's never the case. Yeah, it's usually a west wind. So and I needed a west wind, and then the first day I got a west wind. I don't know what day it was. I went and sat in this little tree. I was in the saddle. I think I was two sticks up, maybe. I mean, I was, but I was on a ditch line, so I was a little bit higher that way. And I had deer directly underneath me. At, I mean, I could have spit on them. And they had no idea it was there. The tree was pretty covered with some leaves and stuff, but. Were you, sat, were you in the saddle? Yeah, I was in the saddle. I mean, I was maybe 10 feet off the ground. Yeah. They had no idea. But what it was is we had such a bad drought. This was, there was two places on this whole property that had water in it. And they were both on each side of this tree at 20 yards. The amount of deer sign in there was ridiculous. And that's what I figured it out after like seeing these deer like the fourth day in a row. The big bucks would come out. They'd kind of just mean, mingle around, eat the beans. Because the beans got harvested on the first. So, I mean, they were harvested early. Yeah. So, they'd go out, eat these beans, and then they'd all go right by the same tree and go in, into the ditch for probably two minutes and then come out of the ditch and continue to eat. Half the time, they would end up bedding down in that field. Oh, no shit. And they were so comfortable, and I was like, if I could just get in that freaking tree, but I needed a, I needed a west wind, and I always say we only had east for like the first five days of the season, <laughs> but we'll figure. So, yeah, and ended up, never saw those deer. I saw those, the day that Autumn and I both shot a buck with our bows, the 29th, I think I saw the big eight point came into the woods with me right at last light, and he never came close enough, and I, it was got you know, legal light and too dark, too fast on me. But yeah, as far as my season goes, that was it. Now, Autumn has a little bit of a story that I'll say for her. She doesn't want to be on here, (laughs) but uh, I wanted to save that kind of for last. I don't know if I'm going too fast. No, no, no. Go ahead. Tell tell her story. So her story, probably the best story. Um, I'm at work. We're doing hydrants. I think it's the first round of hydrants. And uh, we're uh, sitting there, I think we were at the gas station, sitting there, and I get a phone call. And I got Daly with me in charge, you know, so he's a big deer hunter. And she, Autumn calls me in, like, this intense, like, holy shit, there's a big-ass <laughs> buck behind the house. Mind you, we stayed with my parents while we were building the house. And my parents have, my mom and dad have 20 acres. We grew up hunting there. It's beautiful behind their house. I mean... And we saw this one specific buck, really tall, big brow tines, and, you know, nice mature deer. We saw him probably six times during bow season. No, my mom went out and tried to kill him a bunch. My dad went out and tried to see him. He never even saw him until Autumn killed him. Well, he, on December 6th, he decided to come out. He was walking, and there's big, tall miscanthus, maybe 30 yards deep by 50 yards long behind my parents' ponds, which is maybe 120 yards from the deck their house yeah so she's like there's a big ass buck it's got a limp and it's going towards the you know towards the back of the pond and uh, go get the muzzle loader <laughs> yeah and all you gotta do is throw a primer in that thing it's ready to go yeah well she runs grabs the muzzle loader she's on the phone with me and i'm telling her like ass backwards way of how to get the primer in there because the gun is a pain in the ass to get the to break you know it's the break action to get the primer in yeah once she once we finally figure that out and she gets the primer in, well the deer's gone. And she's like, 
where could it have gone? I'm like, well, it can't be gone because they just have CRP behind their house. Yeah. And the only thought it could disappear was in that miscanthus, that fall grass. Yeah. Um, I was like, I bet it's in there. Just, and I was like, when do you got to go to work? She says, whatever time. It's a couple hours from that. I'm like, just enjoy your coffee and sit and watch. See yeah. if he comes out. Well, probably, I bet 25, maybe 30 minutes goes by. And she called me. She goes, I, st- I don't, I still don't, he never came out. Maybe he's gone. And, you know, we were kind of like, I don't know, blah, blah, him and Han. Well, she's like, I don't know. I kind of, every once in a while, I feel like I see something in the grass. And uh, I'm doing hydrants relaying this message to Chris. And we're both <laughs> laughing like, oh, shit, this is might happen. And I, we don't know what deer it is. She just said it's really big. Yeah. After that phone call, after like the 30 minute mark, probably five minutes goes by. I get another phone call. I got him. I got him. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking shot him. <laughs> so she's jacked up. Like, so I'm pumped. And I'm like, is he dead? Like, for sure. She's like, I don't know. There's a lot of smoke. I shot him off the back. <laughs> she's like, I don't know. I, I never saw him run, blah, blah, blah. Like, well, he's probably dead right there. Yeah. And so she's I was like, she goes, what do I do? I was like, well, you got to call dad. I can't come there. Yeah. <laughs> so my dad leaves the house. He was working on the house. And he leaves the house, goes with her to go grab it or check, see if it's there. Sure shit, she dumped it right in its tracks. No shit. And it came out, came out of the grass and was looking right at her as she, like, half crouch crawled underneath like the handrail where the bars were for the deck to kind of use it in the blinds <laughs> and went and sat in the freaking Adirondack chair. Oh my God. She's blasted him off the back porch. <laughs> Ended up being a stud. Uh, yeah, that two eighths uh, just beast of a deer. I mean, that, that was a nice, you said 127? Yeah, 127 oh, is a change. Yeah, it was a stud, so. So she's getting spoiled this year. She gets two deer going to the wall, that first bow buck and that big, that stud right there. I mean, that story was definitely the highlight of the season. It was hilarious. He and her just jacked up. I mean, it was a 120-yard shot, and it was a front shot, front-facing chest shot. Damn. She said it was looking right at her, and she just put it mid-body and just let it rip. That bullet went in and, like, went right along its whole spinal column. No shit. Moved through everything. Like wow. blew through that, and it. And we're pretty sure it just ripped apart that uh, the artery that runs right down its spine there. Yeah, and it blew through that and actually got lodged in its back hind quarter on its left side. Huh. So that deer, it died within probably two seconds and was never oh, yeah. moved. <laughs> yeah, never. Yeah, never went anywhere. That's awesome. I remember. I remember. I remember when it happened. I. That's the first time I've heard the whole story, though. It was classic. I was, I mean, it was, we were jacked up for her because just said how pumped she was for it. And then she was like, I'm pretty sure it's really big. I don't know. Stud. <laughs> yeah, that's a stud. That's a yeah, big it was, buck. It was sweet. Yeah. That's, so yeah, I mean, as far as that was, that was our season. We both tagged out and you can't complain. I mean, I'm trying to pull I don't pull know how many times. I think we sat one time, um, late season, before she shot that deer, I think it would have been before she shot that deer because she still had a buck tag. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was really cold. I forgot the heater, so Autumn wanted to kill me. I remember that. I remember that day. I remember when you guys you were talking about that. I'm trying to find a picture of her buck, but did we not post a picture on Times Up? Yeah, shut it right here. Can you see that? Yeah, that's yeah. I can. Damn, that's a nice buck. Why is that not on Times Up? Why is that not on our page? It's not on here. Is it not? No. There's a no. You're the picture of you and her uh, with your bucks early season. And then my gun deer. Well, well, that'll be part. Maybe we'll post that and say we did the story of it today. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be a good good way to post it. Got Bruce's angry look looking buck that he shot. His angry face. Um, yeah, that's dude, that's you you hunted less than all of us and you you had like you probably had the most exciting season out of everybody. I got lucky. I got lucky, yeah. We had I mean I put a, put a not a get load of work in, but more than normal as or more than I expected I was able to do to get out there. I mean I planted a bunch of clover through the bean, through the sanding beans. Yeah. To see if that worked. because uh, I know like all the like the guys on Midwest 
whitetail, they do that. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a sweet idea. You know, once your beans get off. Really? Bed of clover. So you're just, you're just like broadcasting clover. Yep. The broadcaster. And when are you putting that out? I put that out. That would have been, I think it would have been September. No shit. Yeah, it would have been like late September. Okay. I think because, because I mean, it beautiful it greened up like crazy i should have beans next year but i just i have no way to talk directly to my farmers so i don't even know like will that screw shit up is that something that they'll be they would be pissed about they shouldn't i mean i because that's what i did because i mean i hunt it's autumn's cousin who's one of my best friends i've hunted there since i was 14 yeah and i and, you know i was like hey will this mess anything up you go no it'll just get tailed under when we tail it under he's like i heard them because it's just clover it's, yeah i mean yeah and it's not going to come back because they spray it. Right. Die. Right. Or it's not, you know, it's not a uh, roundup ready or whatever. Yeah. I think I might so, do that because I'll have beans on my property next year's. Yeah. I would do it, you know, towards September when they do their final, sp- I don't know whenever when farmers do their final spray, but that's when next year, as soon as I find out when their final spray is, I'm going to give it a week after that. And then I'm going to go do it like crazy. I'm going to make it, try to make it uh, way bigger. Is my plan because it was little, but I got a bunch of trail camera photos of deer tearing it up. And yeah, you and I did it in two different spots in front of both the blind and one of my tree stands, and they tore it up. And it was like soon as it was cool because I have pictures of them harvesting the beans. And once the harvester passes, the next picture there's a green, just round bed of clover behind it. That's and awesome. I clover, I did clover and turnips, and they all took the turnips never got big because they need longer. Yeah, but to be a little bit bigger leaf on them. Yeah, I want. I'm going to try to do it as big as I possibly can next year. There, there's like a one of my one of my spots that well, it's pretty much my stepdad's spot, but there's a huge corner that I could plant, and I say it every year, and and I never do it, but there's like a huge corner that they don't plant. And I don't know if they don't plant it so that they can, because it's on the other side of the the drainage ditch. So I think they come over there and they put they park their stuff in that area when they're working. I don't know why they don't plant that area but it's never planted so i could start it in that area and then just keep going out into the into the where they do plant yeah but yeah, yeah that's yeah. that'd be sweet yeah, yeah i mean it worked out way better than i expected i wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was you know i was didn't think i mean because those beans are so thick but yeah overgrows and you know minimum lighting so right it worked great and it once they harvested they got even bigger that's awesome it's, continued to grow so that's great yeah it was cool the new elevated blind was you know was a big a big game changer especially for autumn i mean it's easy i mean to be able to she was by herself and she shot her buck she was completely by herself what she kind of blind it. what kind of blind did you put up um oh my goodness um i hate that i can't remember the name because i would love to work with them because their their stuff is sweet they're a newer company Oh, I'm gonna be so mad that I can't remember what it is. Radic, or yeah, Radic, yeah, huh. Radic hunting blinds. Huh. I'm gonna try to find the page, but yeah, it's a Radic elevated blind. It's soft sided, but it's like three inch insulation all the way around, and it's got bow windows and gun windows. So it, I mean, how high up is it? It's uh, ten foot off the ground to the bottom of the platform. That's not. That's awesome. How how much did that run? Um, I think it was, I got it delivered, um, like right to where we hunt for 1200. That's not bad at all. We had to build it, which it took me a day to build. And they delivered it right there. Yeah. They, they brought it right to me. They were like, where do you want to meet? And I was like, can you meet me here? Yeah. <laughs> are they like, so a, they, are they local? Are they a Michigan company or? He came from, so they're from Michigan or they're from Wisconsin. This guy just like, he's a, you know, private distributor. From, sure. Right. Um, Charlotte, 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 Charlotte. Yeah, I'm trying to find it and I can't. It's killing me. I think it's called Rack. No, no, I can't find it. Oh. You uh, did you do it? You didn't do any out of state this year. Nope. You normally you normally do Kentucky, right? Yeah, yeah. Kentucky was uh, definitely we were trying to sway it, but it was just. I mean, September was when we were getting starting to wind down towards the finishing stuff of the yeah. house. I mean, as far as getting we were inside the house at that point so then we were trying to run and gun as fast as we could so we didn't go to kentucky um 
the guy, my buddy down there kept sending me pictures just to tease me the whole time. And he had, <laughs> there's a buck down there. He's a seven point now. He's a mainframe five with, I think, a kicker off his G2. Oh. And like a, another kicker, like a weird off his base. It wouldn't be a brown time. And he's, I want to say he's four and a half now. Last year, I would have shot him for sure. And this year, I definitely would have shot him. And we hunt, when we go down there, we're their opener, so it's velvet. Yeah. When's and, when's their opener? Uh, I think it's the first Saturday every September. year. September? Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. And he had a – and he put a camera up again in a, where we first hunted the first year. And he was real surprised by that because there was – I think he had three different bucks that were probably over 130 up there. And the one lived up there all year. And the one night he hunted, because he has the other buck was starting to show up hard horned again that day, five point. He hunted for him. And then that same night, that day, it's it a big 10 point. He showed up. Look at that puff. She just brought me, she just brought me this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's what you want to do with her, right? I, yeah, I want to teach her to shed hunt. She, she, fuck, she loves this antler. I haven't introduced her to him yet because. They say like to just be careful when they're puppies because if they poke themselves in the eyes with them or whatever, they just they won't like them. So I have like a fake one that that dog bone hunter they sell it, and it's kind of soft, just for them to get the feel of like the shape of it. Yeah. So she came down here yesterday. I was working in the office, and right there behind me, they were stacked up. And she came in and climbed up there and was trying to get it. So I gave it to her. She's been carrying it around ever since. She loves it. Perfect. So yeah, I mean, hopefully that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, right. That'd be awesome. We need every help we can get with Michigan beer. Oh, I know, I know. And then I'm on a Fox Red Lab page on Facebook, and there's um some guy posted the other day a picture of his lab, and uh all the sheds that it had fo has found, and it, it was like this guy had a ton of sheds that his dog found. I'm like, that's awesome. I wish. So, that'd be sweet. Massimo with Nico's dog was really good at it. I mean, just as far as if he was near one, he would smell it. Yeah, that's and, cool. And he would always, he would be right on. At least if he didn't pick it up, he would mess with it enough where you'd be like, what are you doing? And you'd see it. The guy, the guy that I watched, uh, he I bought like a little video series on how to train him. And he sells, uh, he works with uh, Conquest Sense and uh, the Evercom company. And yeah, uh, he, uh, they made an antler scent stick. Yeah. So I, I I bought that and I just I rub it on one of those like orange bumpers that that I right. play fetch with her with because that's how they say to get you get them used to that smell and getting excited right. over it. And that's pretty cool. So, I mean yeah, I can't, I can't shoot any bucks in Michigan, so maybe I'll get maybe my dog can find some antlers for me. <laughs> right. They say it's. Have you gone to walk the property at all or anything? No, yeah. not yet. I'm I'm still getting pictures of deer with with horns on, hard horns. Or still having still I, horns. I went and walked just a little bit um, right before we got the snow, just to redo my all my trail cameras with batteries. Yeah. Before like all that was coming, you know. And I found a deadhead, and uh, no pictures of him. Hmm. Nothing. He was. Uh, I want to say he was 127 and an eighth or something like that. So he was a real nice deer. Yeah. Big split brow. It was a real bummer to see him dead. Yeah, that um, sucks. Yeah, it was one of the opening day gun bucks around that time is what it looked like because it, it was completely skin and bones. I was really surprised that they couldn't find him where he was at. The neighbors couldn't find him or anything because he was right on the property line it's, when I saw him. It's how it's, it's, I always I feel like, like I found, uh, that buck right there, I actually found that behind my dad's house. And where I found it, it was like out in the middle, like out in the open. So right. I, it had a crossbow bolt in it. Um, we And my dad asked everybody around that lived around us if they lost a deer. And nobody, nobody, nobody owned up to it. Nobody said it was theirs. Wow. So it was yeah. weird. But, uh. All right, let me let me get into the. Uh, I'm gonna look and see if we got any good questions from today for for you. I'm gonna read a couple of them if it'll load. Oh, you know what it's called? I think it's called Reddit. 
Radix. I think I've heard of that. Yeah, Radix hunting blinds. Radix. R-A-D-I-X. They um, do like feeders, blinds, right? trail cameras. Yeah, I mean, they're they got they're fairly new because they only have thirty two hundred followers. <laughs> All right, deers, deers and beers wants to know how many beers are acceptable after killing a buck. That means you can do all your standings. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on how far you have to drive. Yeah, there's, no, there's, no there's no limit if you can if it's at your house. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh they asked two questions. If you know a tree stand is good and you've had prior success, but it recently has gone cold, do you stay hopeful and keep hunting or move stand locations? Ooh. Oh, I'd be I'd stay hopeful. I've always tried and true. Like the tree stand that I ended up shooting my buck out of and missing, or shooting that one buck out of in October and then missing the other buck, uh, buck of, in November, <clears throat> I sat that tree stand like day two, maybe it was opening. No, it would have been like the third day of season. I sat that, didn't see a deer, and then I said to myself, "I was like, this spot's gonna be good. I just yeah. need to wait. Yeah, like I need to like come in here when these leaves get down or when the." And then when I went in there, the and end up shooting that buck. There was rubs everywhere, grape right under my tree. Well, here they are. So you're, you're staying hopeful. It's funny. Oh, yeah. It's funny because, uh, like, when we go to Missouri, like, the, the differences in all four of us or however many guys go, but, like, your dad sits the same spot, like, almost a whole week. And it, it's paid off for him. I mean, I don't think he moved at all last year. <laughs> and I don't know if it's if it's part of the strategy or if it's because he's got that climber and he doesn't want to move it. <laughs> but like me and Nico were all over the place all week. Uh, John kind of stayed in the same place like uh, last year, so it's just funny how different people do different things. I'm I lose hope quick and I move spots a lot. <laughs> See, like I have. I'm trying to think. We have that where we put that blind up is right in front of where I killed that big 147 a couple of years ago. Yeah. I mean, the only reason we put the blind there was it's easier, more comfortable, easier for Autumn. I mean, it's easier for myself. Anybody, realistically, you've just got that much more concealment. And it's, it's like that spot is so good. It's perfect. It's right where they come into the field. That's and the spot that you, 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 uh, you have most of your filming out of, isn't it? Yeah, 90% of my trail cameras come from that corner. I mean, it's just a natural funnel form to come out of that across the property line into there. And then that, I have had the same tree I've changed, or I've trained, or, well, I've changed grass on that tree stand probably three times it's been in the same tree so long. No shit. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Every time I'm in there, I'm like, it's just, and I don't think I've killed a deer from it. I killed a deer <laughs> right next to it in a different tree before I moved it into this one to make it more, I think just the other tree wasn't nearly as concealed. I would get picked off here and there. And I killed um, a mid what twenties, nine point with my gun years ago. And that's when I moved that tree stand into this tree. But I mean, and it's, I don't hunt it nearly as much now that we hunt this other piece and we've kind of breaking it down quite a bit. But every time I sit in there, I see probably 15, 20 deer, I let go of two different bucks this year. One was probably bigger than the one I ended up killing, but whatever. I feel but, like I feel like every time I see you hunting on our story, there's like 50 deer around you. <laughs> this year was pretty crazy as far as deer numbers were on that property was ridiculous, especially the buck numbers. I yeah. It was impressive. There would be, I think, multiple nights we saw over double-digit bucks. What's up, dude? Hey, uh, what's up, man? Somebody's gotta be past your bed. Yeah, why are you still awake, dude? It's way late. Alright, so Tom Bro, Tom Bro 664 says, any hang-ups with the saddle hunts this year? And what was the hottest temperature you sit you guys had? I wonder where Tom's from. So oh. any so any hang-ups with the saddle this year? So I think the only hang-up I were done was the one time I didn't bring yeah. my lineman rope. Shh, quiet, and I climbed a tree that was pretty large. With no lineman rope? Yeah, so it was complete. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't hot, but I was sweating so bad. Because <laughs> it was just, no, no, no. it was stressful. It was uncomfortable. 
and it just made it for it was just a real pain in the butt. <laughs> it's like I don't know, like there's no way I'm gonna see here. I ended up seeing for it fucks around a little, but I was like that was my only hang up with bring your lineman rope because it makes life so much easier. So your only hang up, your only hang up with the saddle this year was your user error. Yeah, user error. No, everything else was great. I mean, those when I got those one sticks, I sat with those twice, and dude, they're amazing, dude. They're gnarly. They're amazing. Gnarly. Yeah, and I, I would. I can't wait to sit in those more often, especially on the other piece, because the other piece of property is like 200 acres. Yeah. And it's 50% woods. Yeah. So me and the other guy that hunts it quite a bit, we put a tree stand up this year that we've never had a tree stand at. And the day before opener, he was like, where should I sit? I was like, dude, you got to sit in that new one. And that's where we killed the 140, I think it was like 141. Nice. And on the opener, I mean, he saw the deer two days before on trail camera and then he killed it. But anyways, yeah, I mean that would be only I'd, that was the only you could say hiccup, but it wouldn't be a hiccup. It was my own fault being stupid. No, I never had any issues with my saddles as far as being uncomfortable. Dude, if you have knee pads, it makes life so much better. I, wanna, I, wanna I need to get. Lead. I need to buy some of those. I haven't gotten them yet. Oh, they're so nice. Yeah, especially the tethered ones are sweet. I That's had old eyes off knee pads, but those tethered ones are awesome. Are you uh, are you are you trying to get that new saddle from Tether this year? Probably gonna have to put my phantom up. So I need to look at. I need to like the the video is very intriguing, but I need to. I, I like. I want somebody else to buy it so that I can sit in it and see. Yeah, I get Ernie to bring us one up so we can he, see. It he it comes, yeah. he will a hundred percent. He will. Yeah. Uh, because he's but gonna come up turkey know. hunting and he wants to bring his boat so we can go shoot Sega. Yeah. yeah. So, and what was the other thing? Hot temperature. Yeah. You, yeah. Your hottest hottest hunt. I don't know if it ever really was real hot. There was a couple of really warm days. There was one warm day that I sat in the blind because I didn't feel like doing nothing. Yeah. And I seen a bunch of deer that day, but it was hot. I don't know. It was probably 80s, maybe. Yeah. Probably 80s. It doesn't, I mean, is our hot days are high 70s when it comes to, the, or mid 70s in October. We're like, this is hot. <laughs> Dude, my, my hottest days were in Missouri in November. Yeah, like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that had to be, it was Stop. probably around that time. I mean, we hunted it when, when we were in Kentucky a couple years ago. We hunted it and it was over 100 to one day. Yeah. In the day. I mean, we wore shorts. Jeez, I've never hunted in that hot of weather. Oh, it looks terrible, but they're used to it. Oh, it's hot. I mean, you're hunting in September there, so. So, Autumn, Autumn from Carbon TV, she wants to know who who's the best hunter on the team. Can you turn this on? Who's the best? We all kill shit differently. Yeah, but the funny thing is, is that all four, all three of us would say you, so <laughs> you're just not going to say it. <laughs> I, might just be the most, I might just be the craziest. <laughs> it's either you or your old man. Yeah, I'd be willing to put my dad against uh, pretty much anybody as far as you give him a plot of land and he's going to find the word the DR and he's going to kill one. Every, sing every single yeah, time, yeah. every single time we've gone to Missouri, he finds the deer. Yeah. Um, and in all in all week, we'll sit there and try to find shit. And he'll be like, "Why don't you just come hunt by where I'm at?" <laughs> there's deer, there's bucks over there. I, the first day I went out, uh, I finally caved and was like, "All right, fine, I'm gonna go hunt in that corner where your dad's at." So me and him drove over there together, and we were walking um, down the trail into the into the area that that he was gonna send me to. And like midday, this I don't know, it was it looked huge to me. It was probably one twenties, one thirty. Buck just comes running through the CRP up on the up on the hilltop. I'm like, already? <laughs> it's 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 Buckman juice. Into some deer, that's for sure. Yeah, he definitely can. Uh, let me see what Stevie Starlight Starlight Outdoors. Is it dangerous to drill a bunch of holes in the ice in the shape of a dick? <laughs> oh. I have our kids in here. <laughs> Plug your ears. Plug your ears. That's that's not the worst he's ever heard. Oh goodness. Uh, that's probably in in uh in relation to our to the last podcast where we talked about your cir the circle jerk. <laughs> uh, he wants to know why do firefighters complain so much? <laughs> and something about me drinking whiskey like a pelican. <laughs> I don't even know what he's talking about. I think that's it. Were there any good good questions on Facebook that you saw? Um, let me go look. I don't remember. I didn't even look. I'm pulling it up right now. Maybe if I can. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll come put you to bed in a minute. Go upstairs and snuggle with mom. I'll come up there in a minute. What was that? Billy Hoffman says, are you, any of you Eskimo brothers? No. Jeez. You have to watch one, watch a video of one T-Wo member getting a full body massage. Who are you watching? Hey, hey, I need you to be quiet. Please. Uh... Nico, for sure. Just because, yeah. you know, he's softer. He looks, you know, he just look nicer. Here's <laughs> a real one. It doesn't have anything to do with our season, but it says dumbest hunting product you've ever seen. Oh, I like that. Dude, I think there's two. Okay. Well, there's definitely one. I don't know if you ever remember seeing it. It was two plastic, like, acorn-shaped <laughs> things. Yes. And there was a spring in the middle, and you would squeeze them together, and they said it sounded like deer eating acorns. Yeah, I remember that. Daddy, can that you have that? That was probably the dumbest one. No, it's a knife. You can't have that. Um, there was that was supposed to mimic a deer sneeze, which made a deer sneeze or cough. Not a snort wheeze, a deer sneeze or cough, which made deer sound like they were comfortable because they're eating when they do that. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Um, I I have one that I I can't talk about because the person who made it is. Uh, you know what? I'll say it. <laughs> I just think this is so silly. Uh, did we show you the videos that we were watching in Missouri of the the thing that makes a noise after you shoot your bow? Oh, dude, we got you. Got to ask Nico to show you the videos. It's unreal. I, I'm not gonna say the name of the product, but I'll I'll describe it. It's. His bow. You were saying the noise after he shot his bow. So you 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 shoot when you shoot the bow. It 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 no it makes up. So there's something. Oh oh oh! It like it makes a can turn. Yeah. Yeah. After you shoot. After you shoot. We're not shooting elk. But, but there's a whole like video series on it on YouTube. You gotta ask Nico to show it to you because there's some wild shit on this guy's videos. But we just we both know somebody who's related to this person. And they've wanted us to bring him on the podcast before, so I can't do it. <laughs> That's what Steve says we should bring him on, but I can't do it. Josh DeWitt. Uh, said, what is the correct size diet for your wife allow you to hunt free all the time? Hold on. Hey, hold on a second, Hunter. We will pause as Zig takes his time to bed. We'll answer that question, Josh. The correct size. There's no such thing. It's not big enough. I'm just kidding. You gotta get yourself a wife that hunts. Mine kills stuff, too. That makes it kind of easy. All right. All right. I answered one Josh question. The well, other Josh. What question, was the question? What is the correct size diamond for the wife to allow you to hunt all the time? Oh. I said, you guys said no such thing, or just get your wife to hunt. So that way, you just have to drag her along to go kill shit too. Yeah, my wife lets uh, me hunt. I'm pretty sure she just doesn't like me, so she just tells me to leave. <laughs> uh, he said, "Biggest lessons learned," <coughs> or that was for each of us in 2022. Okay. As far as hunting but um i guess my biggest lesson would be uh, yeah i mean don't build a house and yeah i mean other don't, than that, don't let your now, house building overlap yeah, your season <laughs> yeah in the middle of the season um i think the biggest lesson learned would actually be as far as like legit is there's like no such day that could be a a bad hunt. Like any day could be good. And there yeah. were days of this year I was blown away at how many deer we saw. Um yeah, I mean and another lesson learned would be push your limits a little bit. When I sat in that tree um and like I was talking about over the ditch line and I was ten foot off the ground, it's like this is either gonna be complete fail or it's gonna work. And I mean it was windy that day, so that helped too, but you know, break me up a little bit. But I had deer underneath me and the one deer was so close, I was pretty sure it was smelling my other sat, like the other stick. 
it was, I mean, it was right on top of me. It's right underneath me. But yeah, I mean, I'd be saying, don't be afraid to push your limits a little bit and get aggressive when you think time is right. I think, I think some guys get hung up on like the, like the weather or, or if it's a good day or not to go. And if right. you, unless you got, unless this is what you do all season, like if it's deer season and all you got to do is hunt, then you can pick and choose and be, you know, more selective. But if you're like most people who probably listen to this show, all of us and most people right. in general, you just got to get out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in this year, I, like I said, it worked. I, I think I honestly only hunted eight <clears> times. <throat> I mean, maybe more, but I don't think more than that. And yeah, I killed two deer. I got super lucky, obviously. Yeah. Like you said it was luck. But you, was being the right place at the right time. You went out on the days that you could go out. That was it. That was I that mean, was the determining easy. factor of whether you hunted or not that day. Yeah, if I could get out in the afternoon, I was getting out in the afternoon. Yeah. Did you do yeah. no morning? You went no morning hunts this year. I don't even know if I sat opening morning for. Well, I don't think we did. No, we didn't. Dude, I hate morning. Yeah. I hate the only morning, morning hunts. Hunt I, only morning hunts I did were opening day gun and the day before gun opener. I have such a hard time with morning hunts now because so I just don't want to get up. <laughs> That's yeah. it. I have that one tree stand that I said I hunted a bunch. That I hunt a bunch. That I changed the strats on a bunch. That's one of my favorite morning spots. It's just you always catch deer coming from it's you know it's a few hundred yards away from where they feed at in the middle of the night. So you always catch them coming. There's major bedding. So, I mean, they see a lot of deer later yeah. in the day, in the morning. So, that makes it fun. Um, the other, where we hunt normally, you've got to cross a field. So, you're more than likely <clears> to <throat> bump some um, from the way we enter the property. So, right. but, yeah, that's that'd be another lesson learned. Just try to figure out your best way in and out. That's something I'm going to do probably come March. Go into the property and clear some stuff out to make it a little bit easier to get in and out without being heard so easily. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, I mean, I, I'll save it for when I'm, I'm. It's my turn to talk, but that's definitely one thing that I that I was doing that I've gotten better at on my leases, and just because I, I mean, it's what like a fourth year, fifth year, just learning it more and and figuring out better ways to get to where I need to be, rather than yeah. just always going in the same exact route and uh, yeah. blowing yeah, shit up. Four years, and I think we've hunted, I'm trying to think, I think we've hunted this property, this will be going into year five, 2023 will be year five, and I think last year really showed that, like, okay, we're kind of understanding this part right. of the property now. Got a little, you know, wrench thrown in there, or a curveball, when those deer started coming out on the whole end of the property every day, like, <laughs> It was so weird to me. I don't know why they were down there, what they liked about that area. I honestly think it was just because that's where the water was. Yeah. But right next to water, right next to where they were bedded. And, but yeah, I think, yeah, just go hunt. Yep. Go hunt. Oh, cool, man. We're almost an hour in, so I think we can end it on that note. I dig it. That's good. All right, buddy. Cool. Everybody has some questions. Ask more questions. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll make another couple posts for, uh, for the following. We're going to do this in five or six parts. So. Perfect. All right, dude. I'll let you go. All right, Nick. Thanks, buddy. Later, man. Okay.